raising your child is not a service. That's just being a mom. You are of service all the time, but that's different. And I think that's different than the kind of service that I'm talking about that gives you that self-love that I'm talking about. So what I'm talking about is like for fun and for free, something that is like either volunteer work or mentorship, or it can be as simple as helping someone who needs help bringing their groceries to their car or holding the door open for someone. I think it's just, it's an expression of love through service, through actually physically helping someone else in this world. You're listening to The Milk Podcast. This is the show where we talk about motherhood and sexuality with amazing women with fascinating stories to share on the joys of being a MILF. Now here's your host, the milfiest MILF I know, Jennifer Tracy. Hey guys, (laughs) welcome back to the show. This is Jennifer Tracy, I'm your host. MILF Podcast is a show where we talk about motherhood, sexuality. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I'm doing something different today. I am recording this episode solo. This is just me coming to you on New Year's Eve 2018 because I wanted to talk to you, uh, just me, and I'm really uncomfortable. So fun and frightening, but I'm doing it anyway because I really believe in that, you know, doing the stuff that scares you because there's always so much to be learned from that. Um, I mean, I'm not talking about like stupid shit, like, you know bungee jumping or not that people enjoy bungee jumping, but like that's not what I'm talking about. So this is the show where we talk about motherhood, sexuality. What was the other thing I always say? Entrepreneurship. There it is. And balancing everything and anything in between. Uh, So happy new year, you guys. And I, um, I'm just so grateful to be doing this podcast. I I have gotten so many gifts from it. The biggest gift is learning and, and hearing from you guys how how deeply the show is resonating with you. Um, I've had strangers direct message me, email me, ping me. It means so much because I believe in story and I believe that the power of story is healing. And when we tell our own stories and share our stories with other women, there's just nothing more healing than that. You know, it's as if we're all around a fire and just sharing it all. And, and, and there's, it's just something that has been very healing for me as well. Within that, I've had some requests for more of my voice, just more of me, more of my story which as you can tell is making me very uncomfortable. It shouldn't because I don't, I clearly a very chatty person and I'm very open, but it's interesting to have this exercise of it just being me for however long I'm going to talk. So here we go. Um, I kind of picked a theme and I, I did some writing and some brainstorming for the last five or six days leading up to this recording. And I told myself, because I have to get this into my editor in time to get it launched properly for New Year's Eve. And so I told myself, just just do it now. Just This will be just a practice one. So you could throw it away. So this very Mel, very Mel, very Mel. Hey, Mel. This very well may be. 
uh, the one that you guys hear. I kind of hope it is because I love all these flubs and like me just tripping over myself because it's real. (laughs) Or this may never be heard by anyone also, which is fine. I want to talk about love. That's kind of my my topic for the, for the evening. It's evening as I'm recording this and my, I'm inside with my inside fireplace going and the trees lit and the dogs are sleeping and it's really sweet. And I'm alone in the house and which I love. (laughs) I love being alone in my home. My son is at his dad's house. I went over to visit them today and went to the farmer's market with jewels and she showed me where all the great stuff is. I never go over there. And now I'm like, I, why don't I come here all the time? And then um, my, it's still weird for me to call him my ex-husband. I still call him my husband. My first husband lives right around the corner from there. And my son had said, can you come over? I said, actually, yes, I can walk there now. So I walked up, we had fresh raspberries, fresh carrots, and it was just so lovely. And I feel so deeply grateful that I have the relationship that I have with my ex-husband, my first husband, um, and that we can co-parent the way that we do so harmoniously. I mean, there are moments very brief, very few and far between now, but our divorce was finalized this year. And, um, you know, I love him. I love him. He's, he's a great person. It just, the marriage, the marriage part wasn't working for a long time. But I just feel so grateful that that we can have that because I do know people and I hear stories about they don't even speak to each other. They can't hang out with their child. It's actually right now it's the 23rd as I'm recording this. So tomorrow's Christmas Eve. He's coming over here with our son and he's going to spend the night so we can all wake up and have Christmas morning together. And then we're all going to drive up to my parents' house for Christmas dinner. So, yeah. I'm super grateful that we can lean into that love and that we both work a program and we can get past any resentments or ill 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 will and bring love to the table and have that for our kid. I'm super grateful. And and not to make it sound like oh my god, I'm so grateful that we're just so loving cuz like it's not been easy and not to suggest that that's everyone's path, you know, it's not. I'm just grateful that it's mine. And I'm also really grateful to be a single woman uh, again and be experiencing that. Love is my topic, which I know is a really broad topic. 2018 has been a hell of a year for me. So at the beginning of the year, I had been separated for one year. So that was kind of the, and then we were in mediation at that time in January. So that was all happening. The divorce was in full swing. I met someone and I fell in love with someone and I got my heart broken and I was devastated. (laughs) I was just devastated. That, that part's been a real, real learning for me. Just kind of after having been married for 12 years and together with my husband for 14, this was like, Oh wait, what? Oh, (laughs) and my, the way that I, interact with people that I fall in love with, whether it's platonic friendships or, you know, lovers, is that I just go all in. So I have addiction issues, (laughs) clearly, even though I'm 20 years away from my last drink. Thank you, God. Um, But I definitely have some codependent stuff and some Al-Anon stuff, which I'm, I'm not really supposed to mention that programs by name, but 
it's definitely there, but I also have worked through many things to where I do think I have pretty healthy boundaries in a lot of areas. I'm sure there's still work to be done. I tend to really love big or go home. I don't just kind of half-ass my relationships with people that I'm really close with. And I like it that way. (laughs) And so when this happened, it was just really wonderful. And, and I don't regret a moment of it. And, um, without going into too much detail, it's just one of those things where it just didn't work out. What was amazing was I learned that, you know, I, I have that capacity still within me to fall in love with a man. Um, and I say that, I say it that way because I identify as a heterosexual. That could change. I don't know. I'm open. But it was it was wonderful to feel that again, even though I had the devastation of that loss. And I had it many times because we got back together and broke up. Like, I don't even, I lost count. And my close girlfriends lost count. I mean, they just, I could hear them rolling their eyes and slapping their foreheads on the other end of the phone. Lovingly, lovingly, very lovingly, very supportive. So that happened. I started this podcast in 2018, which was an amazing journey, has been an amazing journey, is still an amazing journey. And I've learned a lot since I started it in June. Then this fall, uh, my best friend of 20 years, who's my person, I mean, I have a couple of people. So I'm very fortunate in that way, because like I said, I have the people that I get really close with. I just... I love them with all of my being. I have more than one best friend, but she killed herself and had been struggling with mental illness for many, many years, but had it, uh, had treatment. She was brilliant, just a brilliant, brilliant woman. Um, Very loved by so many people and was getting help at this juncture. Um, And, we, her support group, her her partner and me and her family and other friends, we were all on deck and, and thought that she was getting enough um, help and she wasn't. And so she took her own life and that was just in at the end of October. So that journey is still very new and very fresh for me. And excruciatingly painful. I've never lost someone this close to me in this way. I don't think I've ever lost someone this close to me. You know what I mean? Like my grandma died a couple years ago. It's just, it's a different deal. She was 94. Like it just, it's, this is, this was a 44 year old woman in good health um, who chose to end her life. I don't know if any of you have experienced that being a survivor of, you know, suicide, survivor of someone who died by suicide. But it is extremely complex. The the levels of grief and the 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 different layers of grief and anxiety and bargaining, all the stages and and denial and just tremendous guilt. It's a bitch. (laughs) It's really a bitch. And within that, I have found tremendous strength and comfort in the friends that were in her life 
her other girlfriends who are very close to her as well, we have reconnected and shared in this. And, and that's been incredibly healing and just profoundly beautiful because each of us are a reflection of her. And so we kind of get to, you know, we all say, God, I want to call her, but I'll call you instead. And I know you're not her and I know I'm not her, but I'm here for you. And, you know, and there's so much love in that. And it's like carrying her love onward in that. The other day I got this direct message from a woman that had seen me in the, in the manicure place and recognized me from Instagram and from the podcast. She listens to the podcast. And she was just this beautiful woman. I had noticed her in the salon. And she was there with her girlfriend. And she was pregnant. And just absolutely radiant. And, and very stylish. She had this cool hat on. And, and then I went about my day and didn't think about her. And then I got this message from her saying, this sounds crazy, but I saw you at the nail place. And I, you know... I, I wanted to re, I wanted to come over, but I didn't want to bother you. Um, I love your podcast. I love what you're doing. And it was so amazing and so meaningful. And I was reading this as I was alone in my backyard that night, burning a fire, because that's my new ritual. And I just burst into tears because all I wanted to do was call Kim. All I wanted to do was call her and say, oh, my God, look, this is happening. Because when I started doing this podcast, she said, this is so amazing what you're doing. This is so big. I just know this is going to lead to other things for you. And this feels just like right. And, you know, and then when I started producing the episodes, she was listening and she was like, I just love this. And I want to be a mom just so I can be on your show. And, but so in front of the fire, I just wept and wept and wept. And that's obviously not the first time that's happened, but it's now been over a month. And so, Actually, it's been coming up on two months. And so it's really settling in that this is real and that she's not just on vacation or, you know, hasn't called me back in a while. Um, this is someone I spoke to every day. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's just this deep pain and then it it washed over me. Okay, I'm having this deep pain because I had this deep love with this person. Sometimes you can't have one without the other, you know? So, yeah, I think that's just really, that's why my theme sort of evolved this week as I thought about what am I going to talk about on New Year's Eve is just love and like, how do you love and how do you, how do you put that out there? you know, in every part of your life and, and what do you hold back and why? And, you know, there's no wrong answer. There's no, like, there's no best way to love, I guess. But, you know, and I've also learned in my 43 years that not everybody's going to love the way that I love and that's okay. And so there's this freedom in knowing that and loving the way I love and not expecting trying not to expect. I was talking to Elaine about this the other day, trying not to expect a certain response. You know what I mean? I mean, there's that's the difference. I'm not talking about unrequited love. I'm not talking about unrequited romantic love. I'm talking about just how do you give of yourself? And is that you just give of yourself freely because it brings you joy, you know? But you can't, but also you can't expect someone to be nice, <laughs> I guess is what I'm getting at, you know, and, and, uh, 
So Elaine and I got into this sort of heated conversation. It was really great about, um, well, what is it? What is define an expectation? You know, define what that means. And we didn't get very far because I think she had her kids and I had to pick up mine or whatever. But uh, to be continued, I may have her back on the show and we can talk about that because she has a lot of uh, wonderful insight about it. I don't even know if this is interesting, you guys. <laughs> I really don't. Oh, here's something I wrote. So I have wrote all these notes. I mean, it looked like a crazy person. And as I was writing these notes over the last couple of days, I thought, God, if someone came in and found this notebook with all these scribbles for this particular episode that I'm trying to manifest and curate, would they just think, oh my God, it's like this girl is like beautiful mind crazy. Cause it kind of looks like that, but it's not math. It's like (laughs) all these words, like layers, trust, jealousy, pain. What does this say? I can't read my own. I have the worst handwriting. I never, I mean, I could have been a doctor. Not, not really, but I, I write like that. Oh, divorce, boyfriend, broken heart. Wouldn't change how I did things except trying to be more present. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I do find myself like, I don't know if that's a, a part of being uh, an addict of like avoiding feelings or if that's just human. <laughs> but I, I found myself um, right after Kim died, like I just would go and spend money. I mean, it was Christmas time coming up on Christmas time. So that was kind of part of it, but not really. And her, one of her other friends and I would be on the phone and I'd be like, I just spent so much money. She'd be like, me too. Me too. I just went and bought this and I bought this and my sister talked me out of buying this. And I'm like, yes. And it's definitely that like, what can I do that's going to, you know, keep me away from these feelings. But the truth is, Ultimately, nothing will. And like, I have to be careful with my money. Obviously, I'm a single mom. The way that I love isn't the way everyone else loves. That's not a judgment. It's a fact. Learning this in lessons of humility and acceptance and huge forced surrenders, as my dog shaking, uh, is how I came to realize myself. Wow. Yeah. The biggest key to unlock self-love is through service to others. That I definitely feel is true. And yet I think it's really important to have a balance with that. I think a lot of my, you know, early to mid twenties, I spent time. It was almost like being of service to others. I found that in my early twenties when I stopped drinking, I, I discovered that tool. And so it was like, oh, I'll just be of service, 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 service. And it was like, well, yeah, but mm, you got to like stop and actually feel your feelings and you need to slow the fuck down. (laughs) So I think there's a, there's a balance in that. And I know in therapy, that's really helped me over the last, gosh, six years I've been in therapy. It's crazy. Back in therapy. I mean, I've kind of always been in therapy. Um, but having a balance of, you know, you, yes, you can be of service. And, and I guess I should define service. So raising your child is not a service. That's just being a mom. You are of service all the time, but that's different. And I think that's different than the kind of service that I'm talking about that gives you that self-love that I'm talking about. So what I'm talking about is like for fun and for free, something that is like either volunteer work or mentorship, or it can be as simple as helping someone who needs help bringing their groceries to their car 
or holding the door open for someone. I think it's just, it's an expression of love through service, through actually physically helping someone else in this world. And there are so many ways to do that. And I think it's easy to lose sight of that in this time, in this culture of, I need to earn more so that I can have more, so that I can be better, so that I can look better, so that I can, you know, and it's, and those things aren't all bad, but I think all by themselves, they can be, become toxic because it's just, it's, it's empty at the end of the day. And someone said to me recently, we were talking about, but, but she said, you know, you can't take when you can't take a U-Haul behind the hearse. And it's so true. Like you can, you just, you can't take all this with you and all the material things that we want to accumulate or the money that we want to accumulate, the, the cash and prizes. At the end of the day, it's really like, and that's too what my friend's death pointed up to me is like when she died, the love that she had created in her relationships is what is what poured forth the phone calls, the emails, um, people wanting to do something, people wanting to talk about her, people wanting to know what happened, people in devastating shock because they loved her. You know, they loved who she was. They loved what she gave them in their hearts. And that was essentially what we really celebrated at her memorial um, earlier this month was just how deeply she loved and how deeply she felt joy and how how absolutely alive she was, which is, it, it sounds insane because I'm talking about someone who took her own life, but she suffered from something called bipolar 2 disorder. And, you know, that's the thing with that particular disorder and, and others like it is that there's this, just this deep capacity for all, right? So you can have this deep capacity for expansive capacity for joy and, you know, just ultimate pleasure and ultimate connection. And then the converse of that is just this emptiness, just complete emptiness um, and depression and or anxiety or mania, loss of self. It, it's just, yeah, mental illness is, is, is so real. And if you or anyone you know is experiencing any symptoms like that or any other symptoms that are depression, anxiety, loss of interest in life and in pleasurable things, things they normally take pleasure in, please call and get help. There are so many resources for help. And um, I will put some in the show notes for, for this episode as well. Um, there's obviously suicide hotlines. There are all these amazing therapy apps that you can talk to a therapist for relatively inexpensive fees. And that stuff does work, you know, it takes consistency, but it does work. So yeah, I think just really, <laughs> that's really just what I wanted to talk about was this idea of, for me, 2019, when I look forward, I just want to keep, I just want to keep loving more and bigger and deeper. And I want to keep opening myself 
in a healthy, boundaried way, but I do want to keep opening myself to more connection and more intimacy. And there's nothing that I regret about having loved my husband so much and having created a child with him that we just adore, who is just this magnificent human being. Having had this man come into my life uh, and loved him fully, having loved Kim and had her as my best friend for 20 years and had so much laughter and joy and all the experiences that we had. We used to belly dance together and go to this ridiculous Mexican bar. Oh my God. I think we were, she was 25 and I was 20. I was 25 and she was 26. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Around that age, I think for a couple of years, we danced with a, with a company. She was in, in the company much longer than I was, but it's called the Flowers of the Desert. And we would work on the weekends. That was like our side gig, you know, side hustle. Every Friday and Saturday night, we would dance at this place at 10 p.m. I think it was a Lebanese restaurant off of Coenga. <laughs> we would do a show there and then we'd get in our cars and we'd drive down to Long Beach and go to this Mexican bar called El Paral and dance on the tabletops. And everyone there was completely drunk because it was a midnight show. So they were just completely drunk. And the mariachi band would get off the stage so that we would come on. It was so random. It's like, why do you want a bunch of belly dancers? But it was great. And then they paid really well. And we did a 30 minute show and then we left. And that was our every Friday, Saturday night, just crazy. And it was fun. It was fun. And that reminds me of something else that um, I think I'm going to close with, which is about two years before that. So I was, gosh, I think I was 23 and Kim was 24. We were in her backyard. She and this other beautiful, magical being named Marcy lived at this place in Hollywood that we all call the Royal Palace because it was literally like the the den of magic. So you'd walk in there and you just, you were pretty sure you might see a unicorn at any moment. And I, I still joke with Marcy. I'm like, I, so you fart unicorns and rainbows, right? Because she's just, I think she has fairy wings. We were in the backyard, one of the parties, and it was actually like midday. I don't even think it was late because all kinds of craziness used to happen and performances and burlesque shows. And it was really fun. And I was down about something. I think I hadn't booked a job that I was up for an acting job. And I was like, oh, I'm a failure and this and that. And, you know, I really waded through so much insecurity in my 20s, like just rivers of insecurity. I said, I, I can't remember what I said to her, but I remember what she said to me, which is, you know, Jen, I would love you even if you only ever worked at Burger King because you're you. You're my Jen. So it doesn't matter whether you book this job or not. Or And I will never forget that. I've never forgotten it. I've referenced it. I would tell her, remember that time you said that thing to me? Like that resonated with me. And that was the first time in my life I'd ever had someone reflect back to me my value just as me, not my accomplishments, not my bank account, not my looks, not my, you know, it wasn't a summation of my resume or my talents or anything like that. It was just like, it doesn't matter. Like, I love you because you're you. You're great. 
And I just really heard it. And I, I will always be grateful for that. And it really started me on this path of like, okay, right, let's drill down to that. Like I had to then go and find that for myself. And it took me almost another 20 years. <laughs> but the fact that she could do that and see that was everything. Um, and that was one of hundreds of gifts that Kim gave me in her lifetime. So with that, I'm just going to invite you all to open yourself to something for 2019 that maybe scares you a little bit <laughs> as I've just done this. How long have I been talking? Oh, 32 minutes. Okay. I was, I was hoping it'd be like around 30 minutes because longer than that felt like ugh, me talking for longer than that is too much. Yeah. Maybe try something that scares you in 2019. Try something different and maybe open yourself to loving bigger, loving more deeply, um, whatever that means. And maybe it's loving yourself more. We could all use more of that. That's for sure. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and um, happy new year. <laughs>